0: Welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl.
1: Happy Pride, siblings! Woo-hoo. Happy Pride! Yay! Yay! What have you, uh, what have you done to celebrate so far? There are lots of there are lots of companies, lots of big brands who have oh, lots man. of rainbow-covered things that you could purchase.
2: Or, or if you want to go in the opposite direction, you can get the the gray Skittles, which just look so
0: sad they look so sad wait why are there gray skittles because
2: oh, you not heard of this yeah no. they make
0: them gray during pride month because the the rainbow isn't theirs for
1: pride or whatever oh. we,
2: we we gave the rainbow to the gays for the month so our our uh, skittles are gray
1: yeah but what if what if we like skittles what if we like the rainbow <laughs> i know i don't know what flavor they are anymore. what if you're not straight and like skittles can't you have rainbow colored skittles uh, are we also to believe
2: that every single person that works at the S- Skittles company is straight?
1: I don't I believe that. No. Statistically, that yeah. seems unlikely. Uh, I didn't know that. That's See, that's a new one. The brands yeah. love to get in on Pride Month. I didn't, didn't know really that do. was... Oh, they do. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's it's the- just... No. is that is that trying to market to the gays though because it's like here you go these skittles they're super not for you this month
1: <laughs> i mean if you really want to like use your candy product if you, if you <laughs> use really your want candy platform if you want to use your candy platform to you know reach out and speak out for the lgbtq plus community there are ways that don't involve selling people things
2: well, I think they are donating a certain part of their sales to uh, some charity. But, you know, that's yeah, good you, at know, least. you could just you could just make a donation and let us have a rainbow candy.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's good. I mean, you know, it the visibility is good, but like also these big corporations have so much sway with politicians in this country. They have so much more power than we as individuals do because we treat them like they're. Big giant people, you know, that Skittles lobby. Well, I don't, I I know we're talking about Skittles, but you know, all these companies they do, they do, and they have so much power. And like, with so much, um, like hate filled discriminatory legislation being passed all over the country, like, you could use some of that muscle to like push things the other direction if you wanted,
0: yeah. Well, or you could make gray Skittles, I guess. I mean. I, I saw the Target Pride collection at the same time I saw that they were selling the Gray Skittles. And I have to be honest, some items in the Target Pride collection just feel homophobic because they feel like they were made by the straightest
2: people. <laughs> that that untailored rainbow suit and the stripes don't line up. And I'm like, what? no. no. <laughs> <laughs> this is it right. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I, like, I, I see anybody in that at Pride. I'm like, mm, that's a cop. <laughs>
1: Uh, i liked uh, yesterday i looked at charlie and i was like hey it's um june 1st for some reason i had the days mixed up and i still thought it was may 31st yesterday and i was like tomorrow's june and justin was like nope that's (laughs) today well yes tomorrow it continues to be june but (laughs) it is june and uh, i told charlie i was like hey it's pride and she was like quick we have to put on our rainbow dresses And I was like, okay. And then she said, and then we've got to go outside. And I said, and do what? And she said, well, and she thought for a second, well, then go back inside and make some pride signs and then go back outside and march around.
0: Right. Okay.
1: In our front yard. March around in your front yard every day
0: of June. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In rainbow dresses. Yeah.
2: I feel like she has enough rainbow dresses that she probably could do that daily.
1: She does, she inadvertently wore a this <laughs> this like little pink skater dress that's covered in rainbows and unicorns to uh-huh. school yesterday. So like she celebrated the beginning of pride without realizing it. Like she didn't even know she was. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz she does. She has lots of rainbow dresses. Yeah. That's just standard here.
0: <laughs> we we watched that a uh, Blue's Clues Pride parade together. And Charlie pointed out the bisexual sheep that was blue and purple and pink <laughs> and said, look, baby sis, that one's uh, my three favorite colors. And oh. you know what else it is? It's like, it's the, the bisexual flag. And she said, yeah, just like you. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Happy bride. Bisexual sheep? Yeah. Okay. The blues clues pride parade made me cry. It I'm was sorry. It was, it was really cute. good. Yeah. It was very cute.
1: The girls really liked it. And they both they have requested multiple times to watch it again. Really? Yeah. So.
0: Got stuck in my head for a while.
1: Yeah, it's I think it's good and Charlie always does call attention to that. She had me put rainbow flowers in her hair on one side, and then she had me put bisexual flag collar flowers on the other side for you it's never for me by it's the way for it's you. just you
0: <laughs> so kind of reminder it's for both of us it's just it's her
1: three favorite colors there's also that i don't know she got really jealous when she saw the trans the trans flag day oh did she mm-hmm. she was like oh i like that one <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> i was say that would appeal very much to the yeah. soft yeah. pink
1: and blue Mm-hmm. yeah it was it was she's like i love pastels <laughs> this is nice i know i was like did you know i showed her a picture of all the different flags she was like oh my god she's just really into the aesthetics it is it's just the aesthetics. Yeah. She just wants to get all the flags in her room.
2: yeah i have the opposite problem with the, with the trans flag i'm like i i like what it represents but it's so soft <laughs> it is very soft it does not match my aesthetic at all
1: that's true. I've never really thought about the bisexual flag. I don't know. It isn't angry enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hmm. It seems um, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Not that bisexuals aren't cool. I'm just not a cool bisexual. I'm an angry bisexual. It, right. it,
2: it, yeah, it doesn't have the uh, frenetic energy
1: of most bisexuals
2: I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bye. That's fair. Every, every bi person I know.
1: Yeah, apparently we can't make up our minds. Mm-hmm. That's a TikTok thing I've seen. Mm-hmm. Although I've seen that generalized to the entire LGBTQ community. Yeah, that yeah. that's the thing about all of us is that we can't make
0: decisions. I mean, that's fair. I can't. I'm very indecisive. <laughs> I also always cuff my jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, I like iced coffee. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I don't know what else. TikTok tells me a lot of things are by. I have a clear phone case. Apparently, that's part of it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know. Uh, see,
1: I'm chaotic because I don't have, have a phone You have no case. phone case. I know. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: That's just even worse. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it means I live dangerously. No, it means I carry a wallet phone case when I leave the house because I don't like to have a purse or any bag or anything. And when I'm, and that's so bulky that when I'm in the house, I just take it out and carry around my plain phone. hmm What is that? I don't know. I don't know (laughs) what that is. That's nothing.
2: (laughs) Bad decision making. Wallet phone cases, too. Like, I just want to make it easy for anybody that wants to have my entire life in just one swoop, just one object that you can take every, you know, I'm just going to throw my car keys in there, too. Why don't I throw my social security card in there? Just make it super easy.
1: The, The car keys, I realized that was like a stumbling block because everything else I could put in my wallet phone case, but like not. The car keys right. but then you can hook them to your belt loop and then you've got your car keys on your belt loop
2: <laughs> huh. you get a
1: carabiner do
2: that no that's yeah. gay that's yeah. old school that's gay. gay
1: that's a that's like a
2: a <laughs> signal if you wanted to let somebody know
1: gay. I do I, I have a carabiner for my keys and I have a carabiner for my water bottle yeah you do
2: <laughs> I, don't know, I, I feel like that's specifically lesbian though I don't know <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> it ain't straight. No, definitely not.
0: But that's not what we're talking about this week. No. As exciting as that is. Yes. This week we're talking about um, the new Taylor Swift, I may say. The new Taylor, the Sw- new Taylor Swift.
1: Are you declaring? Whoa! Her the new Taylor Swift, or has the like internet? Has. The, okay, the internet has done this.
0: Um, Is oh. Taylor Swift aware that she's now the old Taylor Swift? <laughs> she's pretty. She's pretty aware. Oh, she's no. pretty involved. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo in her new album Sour. Oh. I, yes,
2: I got confused there when you said the new Taylor Swift. I'm like, wait, did she has another
0: album? And we're we're doing that
2: episode again?
0: <laughs> no, I not yet.
2: Believe it. It's been two I mean, weeks.
0: Yeah, next time next time we will, but not yet. Okay. No, this is like the baby uh-huh. Taylor Swift. The Gen Z Taylor Swift, if you will. Okay. She is she is young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's 18, just turned 18, mm-hmm. I think. Um yeah. A few people on TikTok have described her as if Taylor Swift uh had gone to therapy while writing her songs <laughs> <laughs> when she was 18 and going through heartbreak, then that's what Olivia Rodrigo is so much. <laughs> uh yeah.
1: I uh I enjoyed it. Good. Yes, good. I enjoyed the album. I had heard the the two big hits from it. The Driver's License one. Uh-huh.
0: And which other one? Good. F- good for you. you. Yes. yes. I had heard
1: both of those on Saturday night live. Yeah, <laughs> cuz I'm old. They both were on Saturday night live. I'm extremely old. <laughs> right. Um, but I had not heard the rest of the album, so. Yeah. Well, good. I enjoyed it. Good. Okay. Oh yeah, like I, you think. Was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It
2: it was uh, it was surprising to me. I had heard those same two songs beforehand, so I wasn't really sure what to expect because they're totally very different. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I yes, thought, I thought the album skewed a lot more kind of reflective and sad and mellow, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, I like the yeah. angry stuff. Yeah. yeah,
0: um, I do, I do appreciate that they're all pretty much except for like three breakup songs, um. Like, Brutal and Jealousy, Jealousy and Hope You're Okay. Those aren't exactly breakup songs. They're still a little, like, you know, sour, Mm -hmm. if you will. Right. Um, But they're not breakup songs. But I did appreciate that they're not, like, old... I know I keep bringing up Taylor Swift, but, like, old Taylor Swift breakup songs were, like, I'm so sad, this is my fault, I miss you so much. And I feel like these breakup songs were more angry, even the Mm -hmm. sadder ones, um, which I appreciate because I feel like I didn't feel at when i was young that girls could be like angry about a breakup that you just had to be sad and like eat ice cream and cry and that's it um i appreciate knowing that you can be i don't know angry about it and blame someone else for it and that's okay
1: well i think it's i think it's uh refreshingly honest mm-hmm. i think that um it's good we have so much Uh, more focused we're so much more open now talking about like healthy ways to deal with things and Mm -hmm. like it's okay to feel all these emotions but there are healthy ways of dealing with them and then Mm -hmm. sometimes unhealthy ways of dealing with them and I feel like at times things she's expressing are not healthy ways necessarily of dealing with something yeah but that's very honest Mm -hmm. because that's what it especially when you're young Mm -hmm. that's what you're working through to figure out how do I best cope with this Thing that happened and, and you know, stress, trauma, tragedy, all those things. And yeah. I feel like she works through that in the songs and anything that's really honest like that, I I I feel like connects to people.
0: Mm-hmm. I felt that way about um, Happier, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But basically the whole song is, I hope you're happy, but don't be as happy as you were when you were with me. Yes. That's, that's also like unhealthy to yes. think that way about, you know, someone and still be thinking that way. Um, and, I mean, she says it's selfish in the song, but but it's honest
1: yeah and especially when again when you're young like you're not you're not 17 getting dumped and going i just want the best for you yeah i really truly just hope you find a better relationship and that you're happier with somebody else Mm -hmm. and i mean now you're just i mean hopefully eventually you get there yeah i don't know when When do you get there i don't know (laughs) i think it takes like
2: (laughs) decades I think getting to say. the getting to the point where you can be like, Okay, don't be too happy. That's pretty solid if that happens in a couple months, which I guess on her timeline it
0: did. Yeah. Um, that is yes, that is a good point. All these songs, I I in my opinion, in the internet's opinion, are all about um the same boy. hmm Yes. Um There was, in the Driver's License song, I don't know why I keep calling it the Driver's License song, in (laughs) Driver's License, um, there's a reference to the blonde girl who's older. um, Her ex-boyfriend, who was in High School Musical, the musical, the series, with Mm -hmm. her, which is where she, she was on other Disney shows, but that's like where she became most well-known. They were dating, and then he was older. He was like 19 or 20. She was still 16 or 17. He broke up with her because he was like "I, you're young I'm old you know this we can't right now um, I don't know <laughs> like he just realized yeah he was like actually you know what this is maybe not good um, maybe when you're older and then he started almost immediately dating said blonde girl who is mm-hmm. older who is also like 20 or 21 right Sabrina Carpenter who was on Girl Meets World I did not watch much of that I didn't either but no. apparently that's what she's from
1: mm. Well, uh, I heard that the line originally was that brunette girl. It was. And that she changed it so it would be more specific.
0: Yes, it was. Um, That is also what I really like about Olivia Rodrigo's music is all of it. uh, Not anymore. She's taken most of it down. But she put little snippets of songs she was writing on her Instagram and her TikTok and stuff like that. uh, Like dozens and dozens. Way more than are on this album. Um, So it was cool to hear some of the first drafts of almost all of these songs were on instagram at some point mm. um and yeah it was brunette and she changed it to blonde and then sabrina carpenter released a song called skin right after driver's license that was supposed to be like a comeback song said i guess blonde was the only word that rhymed in the song Ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. even though it, it's not used as a rhyme um no i guess that's just how that that fit in there yeah it was a whole thing it's, you know figurative right Yeah, Artistic License. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard that song. Is it good? I don't like it as much as Driver's License. Because Mm. basically the whole point of the song is um, you can't get under my skin talking about this guy you used to love and about me because I'm touching his skin now. So deal with that.
1: There was a, you know, that's a theme because there was a line, maybe it was in Happier, in one of her songs where she says like, are you thinking about me when you're touching her? Think
0: of me fondly when your hands are on her. Yes, that <laughs> yeah. was the way it was. Yeah. That is in happier. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe a callback to that.
1: I don't know. It was sort of the inverse of, and every time I scratch my nails down someone else's back, I hope you feel it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's
2: funny that you make that reference, because as, as Riley was explaining who this, this boy is from, like, High School Musical, the TV show, the movie, the, the live action, whatever. Yeah. Like, this has the same energy of finding out that Alanis' You Ought to Know is about Uncle Joey. Like, wait, yeah. This, this, yeah. Song, this whole very angry album about is about who? <laughs> what little nerd? <laughs>
1: Yeah. That really. <laughs> That's. See, there's the. And there's the question. Like, when everybody found that out, that Alanis Zamora said was singing about Dave Coulier, <laughs> uh, and all of that anger and passion and vitriol, all of it was aimed at Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey, um, <laughs> Ranger Joe. Oh, my God. Uh, a lot of people were like, uh, I can hardly. I, I can't really connect with how he was worth getting that worked up about. What yeah. is the is the reaction of of the the young people? Yeah, the, this guy's worth all. The, I've seen lots. Is of he like, worth the drama? This
0: guy, this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know who who knows? Maybe he's a maybe he's a real stellar guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. Um. <laughs> The heart, ones to, with the heart wants what the heart wants. Who who are we to judge? I guess. Sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: they had to keep filming High School Musical, the musical, the series together after their breakup. And they play love interests, um, mm. which is, I'm sure, interesting.
1: Well, sometimes that can fuel, you know, great, like, creativity and, and performance, like mm-hmm. in um,
0: Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Just like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: a reference all the kids will win. Yep. <laughs> you know, in Fleetwood Mac, you right? Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah. Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Just like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> um, I did like though. I most of them are breakup songs, but "Jealousy, Jealousy" is not, and I think it is a very good Gen Z song mm-hmm. because it's all about like scrolling through Instagram and being so jealous of all these people you don't know that look like too good to be true and none of it's real but also like why am I so jealous of all these people I don't know that I see on my phone all the time Mm -hmm. I feel like that is very like relatable for pretty much everyone that grew up with a cell phone with Instagram um but not a lot of music has been written
1: that's about
0: that exact feeling Mm -hmm. um so I did appreciate that
1: yeah I think I think that's very true and I do think like that You compared her to Taylor Swift, and I think it's fair in the sense that I never got the impression that someone else was writing Taylor Swift songs Mm -hmm. because they felt true to who she seemed to be as a person, her age, her experience in life. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way with this. Like, it feels very true to the kinds of things you would think about and worry about. And I think that's so important to write from your own perspective, your own experience, Mm -hmm. because whatever it is, I guarantee there's an audience that connects. And when it right. comes to the experience of being, I don't know, an angry teenage girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she wrote all of them herself. So yeah. You yeah. Can, I mean, yeah, it feels that way. It doesn't feel dishonest. Right. Well, I am
2: happy to see the reaction so different for her album. Everybody really, you know, young. a lot of memes about old people enjoying this album thoroughly, mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. Such a like, oh wow, this is great, this is powerful, versus how Taylor Swift, a lot of her more breakup focused albums mm-hmm. were met with like, oh, it's Taylor Swift whining about being dumped again, like whining mm-hmm. about going through a breakup, like that's her thing. Like, you yeah. know, I feel like that's the more, much more of a respectful response that she's getting. Yeah,
0: that's definitely true. Yeah, I, it
1: does seem to be pretty widely
0: mm-hmm.
1: applauded. Like, I'd, I haven't heard a lot of criticism.
0: I do appreciate all the memes about older people liking her music and all the ones about her eventual tour and concerts. And I'll be, you know, in my 20s and all these 15, 16 year old girls pushing them out of the way to get to the front of the LaMaria Rodrigo
1: concert. You're going to have like moms there taking the kids. Yeah. Or dads. I shouldn't say moms. Uh, Well, there's that. I had a thought about that. But before okay. before I expand on that
0: further. Let's check the group message.
1: The first thing I want to talk to you about this week is um, I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> I also am. I'm very hungry uh, and I want food, but I don't want to go get it anywhere and I don't want to cook anything. I just want it brought to my door, conveniently delivered. Uh, contactless delivery left on my front porch for me to pick up by by um, my friendly neighborhood DoorDash delivery person. So that's what I'm Mm going (laughs) to do. DoorDash is great. We have used it a ton this past year. We still do. Um, When you're just tired of cooking, and you know what you want, but you don't, you're not ready to go out to eat somewhere, or you just don't feel like it. You feel like a night in um, listening to Olivia Rodrigo and sure. crying about or yelling yeah. about your latest breakup. Or both. And you want something tasty from DoorDash, you can uh, use it to support local restaurants and businesses that need your help right now. By having um, yummy meals delivered straight to your door, Uh, it's so easy to do. You just um, get the app. You choose where you want food from. You put in your order, and then they're delivered to your house. And you can get other things, too, from DoorDash. Like, they can go to convenience stores and pick up, you know, things that you forgot, like, I don't know, your deodorant or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can get it all delivered straight to your house, drinks, snacks, household items, uh, grocery essentials, everything from DoorDash. So for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code STILLBUFF. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code STILLBUFF. Subject to change, terms apply.
0: So I don't know about you all, but uh, when we go through the change from the cold months to the hot months, uh, my hair has some difficulties. Mm -hmm. It goes from being dry to being like gross and (laughs) frizzy and unmanageable. So I always need good shampoos and conditioners to take care of my hair that's made for my hair specifically. And that's why I use Function of Beauty and their customized shampoo and conditioner. They create your unique formula that's based on a short quiz that you take to give your hair everything it needs to look and feel its best. And also, I just personally enjoy taking the little quiz because it's like you get to think about, here's all these options for what my hair needs. What are my hair difficulties? Let me tell you all about them and create this shampoo for me. You love quizzes. I love quizzes. We all do. Yeah. and every product is sulfate and paraben-free, vegan, cruelty-free, and there are over 60,000 real five-star customer reviews. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your hair. You can know what's going in there. Um, and you know lots of other people are loving it, too. And my personal favorite part is the amazing fragrances they have that you can choose whichever one you want, along with whatever color you want, for your shampoo and conditioner. They have tropical mango, sweet peach, crisp pear, or if you want something more subtle they have lavender rose and eucalyptus and if fragrance isn't for you you can get unscented as well um i know for me i picked the lavender because i like something a little bit more subtle in my sense uh, and it smells amazing and also whenever i shampoo right before bed it's always very relaxing soothing um so i loved my lavender scents went along with the purple color i picked so i enjoyed that as well um so, you can go to functionofbeauty.com/buffering to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com/buffering to let them know you heard about it here and get 20% off your order. functionofbeauty.com/buffering. Well, we also have a uh, jumbo
2: draw this week. Whoop whoop. Yay. Uh, This is for Ness and it is from Rebecca and Dusty and it says Ness we have a message for you from your family. Congratulations on graduating high school. We know you'll be absolutely brilliant at Guilford this fall. This has been a terrible horrible no good very bad year and you've come through it with grace strength and compassion. We love you and could not be more proud of the person you're growing into.
0: Oh, congratulations. Congratulations, congratulations
1: Ness. That's awesome. Got through it. You made Wonderful. it. <laughs> the next year is bound to be better. Has to be. It's just, I mean, almost impossible for it not to be. Mathematically, it yeah. must be. <laughs> Statistically. Knock on wood, knocking on wood. Go, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go for it, Ness. Um, okay, I, I had this thought mm-hmm. as I was listening to it, and I was thinking about... Um, musical artists from the past especially younger women Mm -hmm. and when they come out with songs like this that are very um like in a sense sort of unpolished I mean not that Mm -hmm. the mutant like they're not musically they don't sound raw or anything but like they sound like studio produced but you know what I mean like somebody didn't sit there and say like well let's take those very real raw words you're using and turn them into something flowery or Mm -hmm. something like it feels very real yeah in the past I feel like there's a ton of criticism thrown at these artists for being, because it's everything that teen girls get, right? Mm-hmm. If a teen girl likes it, if it's 14 girls, then it's trite mm-hmm. or bad or too simple or emotional or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen a lot of that, which is really nice. I mean, yeah. that's very refreshing because that's a, that part of our culture gets so much crap thrown at it.
0: And which is just another way of like infantilizing, Young yeah, women i think that's definitely true especially for um the first song on the album brutal which again mm-hmm. is one of the ones not about a breakup pretty much just about like being a teenager in the public eye uh in her life um it's pretty much just a, a list of all of like the things she's angry and angsty about yeah um and i haven't seen a lot of criticism that i expected i guess to be like this is this song is just you know a teen girl being angsty Mm -hmm. song is just her being angry about being famous or whatever like i i really enjoy it and i really like it um and i'm glad i haven't seen that criticism either because i think it's probably very relatable for a lot of girls even ones and people even ones that aren't famous just the whole Mm -hmm. idea of being an angsty teen yeah
1: I've, I've seen a lot of people kind of share this idea that like uh, older people that if this had been around when I was younger and I don't know what the end of that thought is mm-hmm. um, like what are people say- <laughs> I'm asking yeah <laughs> what is the end of that thought because I feel like there was I mean it, it to me if like my first thought was this feels Alanis mm-hmm. to me I felt a, a strong Alanis connection like mm-hmm. yeah you've been wronged you've been hurt um, the whole our culture takes you For granted, and belittles you and undermines you. And um, maybe the industry you're in has sort of figuratively and at times literally been abusive to you. Mm -hmm. And here it is. Mm -hmm. Now you're putting it out there. And so I felt a strong connection to that. But I don't know. Maybe this is a generation in between. Maybe they didn't have their Alanis or Olivia.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is she's, you know, a, a Disney girl. She mm-hmm. started on a Disney Channel TV show and then is on a Disney Plus TV show. Um, but I, her songs have bad words in them. <laughs> and, like, she's singing about being angry at, at media and at boys and mm-hmm. people and life in general. And I think there's, like, this mini generation that's uh, people my age and a tiny bit older that grew up with Disney girls like Miley Cyrus uh, demi lovato selena gomez and their music because of how disney was at the time wasn't allowed to be raw Mm. and real like that it wasn't allowed to be angry at boys um it was all about like how great love is and you know those stereotypical like kind of pop love songs but also like sad breakup songs but it's all about you know being sad and crying, and you know he's broken your heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't allowed to be like that, and now I, it is. And I, I think if it would have been around at the same time as all of those other things, I think maybe I would have understood that you can have mm. complex emotions as a young girl, and you don't just have to either be like, "Yay, I'm singing along to Miley Cyrus and Life Is Great and Hannah Montana," or Taylor Swift he's broken my heart I am so sad life will never be the same interesting
2: yeah well I, well, I think that's kind of the the the, the thing that, that's about that uh, uh, observation that struck me is that that kind of music was or I think has always been there but mm-hmm. it's alternative music you know like you yeah. have to be into alternative music to find girls that are angry or expressing complex <laughs> emotions the power of this is that it's mainstream It's, yeah. it's you know it's what every teen is listening to right now, and I think that is kind ah, of a, a first of its kind because that's very the, true. You know, there's acceptable emotions for women to have in the mainstream of music, and this is kind of a first of like, oh, but this is you know, all of that stuff that would relegate you to, oh, that's fine, you're alternative, you're angsty. It's like, no, I'm just literally expressing how I feel. Oh no 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 no, alternative.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really true. I didn't even think about that. I guess that's just like my exposure to music growing up was very much just like whatever was mainstream because it was when all the TV movie stars I was watching also became musicians at the same time. So So kids bop, basically. Kids bop, basically, yeah, (laughs) sure. Um, Yeah. Uh, I did want to point out that the the music video for Good For You, which was the second, no, third single that came out before this album came out, um, has lots of references to... 90s movies oh does it yeah um lots of jennifer's body moments um princess diaries stuff like that um which i really enjoy because it feels like a i don't know someone who is not alive at any point in the 90s is making this music video about being angry about someone moving on from a relationship and also taking on Basically, Megan Fox's role in Jennifer's body. I,
2: this whatever is going on in the cultural zeitgeist, where we are having like finally the respect that Jennifer's body deserves. I'm I'm so for it. <laughs> like just keep it going, yeah. whatever that is, wherever that's coming from.
0: Yes, there are so many TikToks. Oh, I know about it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they get surfaced to me all the time. Yeah, I I don't know what has happened, where it has been that it has just become increasingly popular, but. Mm-hmm out there all the time yeah
1: it's interesting because like it makes sense to use 90s references to in this sort of music not just Mm -hmm. because um the 90s are in right now i guess Mm -hmm. so it's trendy you know it's on trend but like because i feel like there was an overwhelming feeling of sort of anger and Mm -hmm. um (laughs) angst yeah and angst uh in the 90s that sort of dominated Mm -hmm. um before we got to like the early two thousands when everything turned like neon Pop. and plastic, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened then. But
0: all the boy bands,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but there was there was a lot of like grungy anger there, yeah. And this feels like a callback to that, but in a in a little nicer way, right? But still,
0: um, very much in line, yeah. Um, and there is another reference I should note. It, literally, directly to Taylor Swift in "One Step Forward, Three Steps Back." The piano part, the music in the background, of the piano is uh, interpolated from a Taylor Swift song called "New Year's Day." So it is basically the exact same mm. notes, musical backing, piano part taken from that, put into this song. Huh. Um, it's a very different song; like the themes are very different. I think the keys a little bit different, but I do like that that she took that from a song, mm-hmm. put it in hers. Um, I've seen a few criticisms about that saying that she's like referencing other artists too much that it's too much of like a compilation of people she admires like people comparing it to Billie Eilish um, to a little bit Miley Cyrus like her newer stuff with the the heavier like brutal jealousy mm-hmm. jealousy um, Taylor Swift, obviously. The
1: one the good for you sounds very much like a song. I don't know the name of that. Uh an older song do you know what i'm referencing
2: I'm sure. taylor uh, to me it kind of it reminded me a lot of like paramore um
0: yeah um people have blended it with a paramore song now i cannot think of the name of it maybe um, that is
1: what i'm thinking of
0: yeah um yeah there's a tiktok sound that that combines those two then sense. then it is by paramore yeah
1: it was one of those songs that was on the radio a lot but i didn't know who did it
0: mm-hmm that one um People have also done the same thing with Trader and Burn from Hamilton. Oh, which hearing it does make sense. Are you think oh, it could misery business said? Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's exactly sense. what it is.
1: Yeah, well, they, but they sound like the the hook sounds so yeah. similar.
0: That yeah. sound does exist on TikTok if you're interested. Mm. Those two songs put together.
1: I mean, yeah, but all, all pop music is sort of a, There's a so much to, this
0: point. to other pop. I mean, right. Well, like,
2: yeah. and how old is she? She's 16, 17? 18.
0: 17 when she wrote most of it and 18 now. Okay. So the idea that she
2: has an album that more obviously shows her influences because she hasn't fully synthesized into her own sound. and She's 18. Yeah. That seems pretty on point. Like that's. Right. That's really impressive. Like of course you're gonna show your hand. You, you you have a lot of development to do. But like yeah. I can't believe that's a criticism as opposed to like, oh, we can see where you're getting your
1: influences from. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, I mean
0: that's pop music. Yeah. A lot of it's
1: referential. Yeah.
0: And you can tell just from how different some of the songs of the album are that she hasn't like established her her style yet, like her aesthetic of singing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think is a bad thing. I don't think you have to stay in like one lane, but some of the songs are so much heavier than the light acoustic stuff, the piano ballads, like it's all very different switch up in the, the feel, the genre. Yeah. Well, I,
2: I feel like that makes it such an effective breakup album because mm-hmm. that, that's the truth of a breakup is there are days you're like, I hate you. I hope you suffer. I hope everything bad happens to you. And then, you know, a few hours later, you're like, but it was so nice. Oh, it was mm-hmm. so pl- I was so, I, I love you so much. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. It's, it fits the mood. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Well, I think it's like it's important to remember that on Jagged Little Pill, there was you ought to know, but there was also head over feet. So that's mm. it's true. You yeah. Know. <laughs>
0: um, you can feel different things, right? Well, I, I do think that's good too, yeah.
1: and
2: maybe the the it, it might interrupt your marketability. Uh, you know, on the grand scheme of things, but I think that's that's what I think has hindered music mainstream music in the past. Is you have to be coming from one vantage point to be marketable. And that cuts off your ability to be seen as a full human, which this mm-hmm. album just doesn't really seem to be concerned with.
1: Yeah, which which we really did see with like to another Disney star you already referenced with Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. who tried to be something else yeah. and got tons of flack for it. Oh, yeah. And has only in more recent years sort of been able to break free of all of that mm-hmm. and just be recognized as an artist because it was like wait you're not going to do disney stuff oh you're going to talk about sex stuff hold on hold on <laughs> hold on you got high oh no <laughs> drugs no <laughs> disney stars don't ever do that yeah like yeah
0: i i do think that shows the progression that she uh, olivia rodrigo is able to make this album and have it be so popular and have it not fit into one View or one emotion mm-hmm. or one genre, even. Um, and that Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift, who started out so country and then yeah. wanted to do super bubblegum pop and then wanted to do alternative, more, you know, guitar acoustic stuff, mm-hmm. folksy stuff, um, how they got hate for that, but she's able to do this and become so popular with one album. Charlie asked me we, uh, the
1: song "Party in the USA" came on. <laughs> I don't know what mix we were listening to, but a good one uh, she was singing along to it, and she said, "Who does this song again?" And I said, "Miley Cyrus." and she said, "And there are some people who don't like her, which I don't know how she I don't know how she knows about drama. <laughs>
0: she and I was like, The, YouTubes. On the YouTube uh, Well yeah, I,
1: I mean, I guess some people don't like her. I think she's fine. I like mm-hmm. her fine, you know, some of those songs. I like a lot. Yeah. Um, And she was like, but why don't they like her? This song is about the USA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hold up. Uh, Are we conflating like conservatives? (laughs) (laughs) Conservatives love the USA. This is a whole song about partying in the USA. (laughs) Why don't they like her?
0: (laughs) I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Riley. Or Charlie. Charlie. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. And of course, I do have to add uh, because she is Taylor Swift's protege, as many have called her and she says herself that that's like her biggest influence. There have been lots of conspiracy theories about a follow-up album coming to Sour that's called Sweet Mm. because it's only what 11 songs and it's only like 34 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly short album compared to most other full-length albums Um, and because She has written at 30 or 40 songs that have all been on her Instagram. And most of them are actually love songs. Not most of them are breakup angry songs. Most of them are more upbeat love songs or happy songs at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And she did a marketing campaign with Sour Patch Kids where they made Olivia Rodrigo sour, Sour Patch Kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And the catchphrase for Sour Patch Kids is sour than sweet. So there you go. Oh. And some people are guessing maybe this is like eleven songs, all about breakups. It's sour because it all falls under this.
1: And then there will be idea. eleven.
0: And then there's eleven love songs, love songs called sweet. Um, and there are other things like when she first teased "Good for You," she posted a picture in that cheerleader uniform in front of lockers in high school, and one was number five fourteen. And "Good for You" came out on May fourteenth. Um, mm. She did a live version of "Favorite Crime." And there was a number on the house that the numbers add up to August 13th, which is a Friday. and Also, it's the 13th, which is the Taylor Swift number. So
1: do you think that Taylor Swift's most lasting impact on music will not be all the wonderful music she's created? Because she has. But the Easter egg. <laughs> but, but the idea that you also have to engage in mystery <laughs> and some sort of uh, secret agent like
2: communication yeah. with your
1: fans.
2: Uh, this is this is like like the Saw franchise. Like Taylor Swift is the original jigsaw, yeah. but she's just gonna keep <laughs> having people that continue her work. Only
0: there are no torture traps, just pleasant albums. <laughs> there was like and I don't I, it just has to be so fun. It's just what I mm. imagine that like so many people are trying to dissect every single thing you will ever share. That you can just share something that's totally mundane and has no meaning at all. And you know there are going to be hundreds of people online, like, taking it apart. Um, even one of Taylor Swift's co-writers has a, a he's a, an artist as well. And if you sent a blank envelope to uh, Jack Antonoff Bleachers, him, his address, P.O. Box, they'll send you back a little piece of a puzzle and then everyone on the internet had to, like, Put all these numbers and these puzzle pieces together to figure out when their album was coming out. Like, I don't know what it is, but I think it's fun. I enjoyed the little hunt, but also sometimes frustrating because, like, every time Taylor Swift posts something, I'm like, Oh god, what does it mean? She said, "Happy Pride." What is? What does this mean? I mean, I like puzzles. I also like puzzles. Well, I think it's um, really smart
2: marketing. That's yeah.
0: <laughs> it's I I don't know. She's go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, sorry, you
2: glitched for a second. Uh, well, I just it like it's a teen it's someone who has experience as a teen girl knowing how to market to teen girls like that's yeah you love that stuff when you're young you know oh it's a little secret Mm -hmm. society it's a fun puzzle to solve like it's brilliant
1: yeah Maybe we could turn all the QAnon people onto trying to solve these puzzles <laughs> <laughs>
0: as
1: opposed to destroying our democracy. That would be yeah. great. Make then, them
0: be the ones to figure out when Taylor Swift's 1989 mm-hmm. Taylor's version is coming out because yes. we don't know anymore. There
1: is no storm coming, but there is another album coming <laughs> and we need, you, we need you Q people to figure it out. Uh, so <laughs> could you turn your sights away from fascism and white supremacy and towards figuring out when taylor swift's ne- next album is coming out please cuz i am stuck maybe we can make them all maybe benign that way i don't know, I don't know. it's a it's a conspiracy somebody's got to solve it <laughs> <laughs> who, who can we call hmm. Hmm. um i think the big thing is going to be the next album that's always it's oh, when you see somebody who puts out something like this that is obviously mm-hmm. so much from inside them like mm-hmm. it's so revealing and vulnerable and raw what's hard is is the next thing yeah because this, um, this is her
0: debut album and it blew up that big mm-hmm. yeah
1: Beca- and you know like there's going to be so much focus on can she follow up mm-hmm. and can she create something that because often what happens at this point historically in music is that like a lot of people want to get involved in helping you make the next album right and it can get sort of watered down so we'll see I mean, that's what happened. Alanis's second album was not received as well as the first. Mm-hmm. Jules certainly wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it's because they try to lock you in and say, okay, this is what people liked about you. So we got to, you have to keep doing that exact thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like instead mm-hmm. of just growing like an artist, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: But so we'll see. Maybe we'll she can see. stick the dismount. Maybe sweet will be the follow up. By the way, Taylor, those Olivia Rodrigo Sour Patch Kids are only available at the Sour Patch Kids store in New York. So you know. Uh, do, you, do you want me to get you some? No, I actually saw on TikTok. It's just a bag of purple Sour Patch Kids. Um, that's it. But oh. I was just letting you know. What oh,
2: okay, kitchens? I mean,
0: I don't. I, I, I don't know if they <laughs> vegan. I don't know. Sour Patch Kids are a lot of things. Oh, that I don't know. Gelatin
2: in them, but yeah, I probably, don't know.
0: Probably. She also had a car wash in L.A. where it was a sour themed car wash. And at the end, she was standing there handing out boxes of her Sour Patch Kids to the cars as you finished going through the car wash. I don't know. Hey, listen. Pretty good deal. It's pretty good marketing. Yeah, I like the hustle. Yeah. You got to make that paper. Yeah. (laughs) Her merch also for this album is the first merch I've ever seen that's actually wearable. Mm. Like she's a teen. She's like, I listen, I know what you all want. I know you all don't just want like my name on the front of a shirt pretty good i did order some oh so. i like the album
2: cover i thought the art was yeah
0: was cool it's kind of striking
2: just confrontational
0: yeah 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 like all the stickers it's a very good like definite aesthetic i think mm-hmm. did you buy the cd or no you didn't get I an didn't. album you no. didn't get an al- not an lp no, no. 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 did not um the cassette or... no <laughs>
2: <laughs> although now that would be she... a good Throwback '90s marketing
0: campaign. There, Ooh, she may have that made cassettes cool. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm not sure. I don't hold me to that. She didn't make a hey. zine about writing all the songs. Wow. I have a cassette player somewhere in this house. If you need one, do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had
1: to. We had to get one when Lynn made us that mixtape. Oh yeah, hmm. we didn't have a cassette player Forgot anywhere in that. the house, and so we had to go buy a cassette. <laughs> oh my god, so we can listen to it.
0: Oh man.
1: Man. It all changes so fast. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> but thank you all for listening to this album. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and yes, thank you. No, I, th- I thoroughly you.
1: enjoyed it, and I imagine I will be listening to it a lot more because both Charlie and Cooper listened with me. And were... I bet they got into some of those up, more upbeat. Oh, they songs. were digging it. Yeah, yeah, they were digging it. Yeah. So I, okay. I
2: automatically have like a like a pop punk playlist that I like to run to, and I automatically added what uh, uh, the uh, good for you yeah onto mm-hmm. that it's like that just went right in Fit
0: That's perfectly. Great. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, i'm glad you all enjoyed it what's next
1: uh so for our next episode <laughs> explain how you got here
0: <laughs> okay please
1: it's pride month and so we were sitting here trying to think up our you know lgbtq influences from the past and i mean some of part of it is that we've done a lot of the things um and then the yeah. other part is that i feel like especially when i was first realizing <laughs> uh who i was there wasn't a ton of like outward you know not straight stuff mm-hmm. i mean like we've talked about some of them but there it was it was like a secret thing mm-hmm. for a lot of us and so it there weren't a ton of of represent, there wasn't a ton of representation for me to latch on to um so Instead, I'm talking
0: about something which isn't uh, queer, but feels queer, I guess. That somehow was one of the first things you said uh, when trying to think of something queer. Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) It just feels that way. It doesn't feel straight, right? Like, it's not
1: straight sure I think I mean I think that like we latched onto
2: it and claimed the movie and then the musical kind of gave it back and we're like okay it's a little gay here you go it's pretty gay now
0: yeah musical made it made it it pretty gay well once you make something into a musical well well, (laughs) then it's
1: ours Um, so we're gonna talk about Beetlejuice I've only said his name twice so far so don't worry Uh he will not appear yet we can't say it again don't say it again wait till next week all right and then, and then hold on to your butts. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you both. <laughs> thank you. Uh, this has been fun. And thank you, listeners. Uh, you should check out Olivia Rodrigo's Olivia Rodrigo's. Let me say her name right. <laughs> album Sour. <laughs> I keep wanted to add an O to the end of both. Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, it was very good. Uh, okay. And... You can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. You should go to MaximumFun.org and listen to all the podcasts. They're great, and you love them, and you should check them out. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, Change Your Mind.
0: This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering.
1: And I am, am too.
0: Hi everybody, my name is Justin McElroy I'm Sydney McElroy We're both doctors and
1: Nope, just me
0: Okay, well Sydney's a doctor and I'm a medical enthusiast And we create Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine
1: Every week I dig through the annals of medical history To bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history.
0: Well, lately, we do a lot of modern fake medicine because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, and marital doer of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole
1: in your head. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
2: Listener supported.